The Nerd and Me Podcast presents The Week in Geek with your anchors, Alan and Jonathan, with the five-day forecast, The Weather Wizard, and Casey Jones on Sports. Good evening, this is Alan, and welcome to The Week in Geek. Jonathan, what's our top story? Alan, our top story this week is we got a lot of news coming out of the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes were held this weekend. Black Panther, unfortunately, was shut out. We're nominated for quite a few uh, awards, but didn't win any. I guess in terms of geek news, though, the big winner was in the animated movie category. It was Spider-Man Enter the Spider-Verse was one for Best Picture. Well, Best nice. Animated Picture. It looks it, too. It's really good. I'm, I'm kind of surprised you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm surprised, too. Yeah, you and your daughter haven't gone yet. But she saw it. I, Oh, she did see it. She, she yeah, said? her and her friend went, and she was kind of scared because she she wasn't familiar with all these characters on there. So I said, so, you know, did it affect you? She goes, no. She said, it was good. She says, even if you were brainless and you just looked at the special effects, you would love it. Like, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, the animation was really good. I did just did a great job with it. I don't want to go on, on to, you know, a gushing of the of how much I like the movie, but it's really a movie. Can you give and it, it, can you give me a rating? One out of ten? One out of ten? Sure, yeah. I'll give it an eight. Ooh. All right. If you figure, if you put, if any were a ten, I'll give it an eight. Wow, yeah, it's a good movie. It's, right, it's enjoyable. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. But that's not the big news of the Golden Globes. Well, I guess for the people that meet the movie, it's very big news for them, but <laughs> not for not for our purposes. Right. So Kevin Feige was at the awards, and I don't know if they cornered him or he held a press conference, but a, he a lot of news came out of it from his mouth about uh, many different things. One thing he talked about is Mr. Adam McKay who was there as the director and writer of Vice, and he's written other things too. He really wants to make a Silver Surfer movie. So, nice. uh, yeah, apparently Adam McKay was brought in on the first Ant-Man movie to punch up the script, make it a little funnier, I think, mm-hmm. and brought it to Feige's attention that you know he's a fan of the Silver Surfer and would like to make a movie. So Feige just said he looks forward to speaking to him more about that. So you know him, he doesn't want to commit to anything. Right. Another thing that was said was he loves he loved the movie Aquaman and he doesn't see DC he doesn't think DC and Marvel movies are rivals, okay. which makes sense because they're both going up to the same audience. And you know it's not like people go to one movie and not another. Right. He's also super excited for the hundreds of characters that will be made available to once the Fox merger comes through. How awesome! And he says Guardians Three will definitely happen. They are using James Gunn's script. But he won't give a timetable as to when that will be coming out. Okay. And let me see. The last thing he mentioned was that uh, he's excited to see James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Oh, right now. Yeah. He says James Gunn will do a great job. And again, since DC and Marvel movies are not rivals, uh, he looks forward to seeing it. That's not true. Come on. You don't think they're not rivals or he doesn't look for They're rivals. Himself? I mean, it's no different than, you know, just even comic books, Marvel, DC stuff. They're, they're all competitors. Yeah, but, you know, I, I was thinking about that. Is that maybe the fans that are doing that? Because are Marvel and DC really competitive? I mean, they're competitive in a sense like, you know, oh, we sold more comics than you. But, you know, like we were both comic readers. We read from both universes. So right. we really impact. You know, usually the rivalry is like when you had two teams and you choose one team and you hate the other team. Mm-hmm. But with like with the movies, we you know, look, we've even watched the DC movies we don't like. Sure. So they're getting our money. Marvel's getting our money. Every you know they're the winners. We're we're the suckers at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so is it truly a rivalry? Hmm. 
I, from my point of view, I, I, I think it kind of is, but. Well, and well, here's the other thing. I mean, Feige's definitely the winner in the movie side, so it's easier for him to say it's not a rivalry. Right. Rivalry. Yeah. I mean, you got to remember the, the suicide director got on stage and said F Marvel right before, <laughs> like like unsolicited. That's awesome. <laughs> he was getting up on stage, people were cheering, he goes, F Marvel, Come on. you know, before a screening of Suicide Squad. Right. And then people saw Suicide Squad. And then they said, F you. That's right. Yeah, so that, I mean, I think that's good news. Uh, you know, oh, man, I love the guy is so cagey. Looking forward to the hundreds of, uh, he's got. I, you know, he's thinking of what to do with the X Men and the Fantastic Four. Oh, no doubt. And stuff like that, and a Silver now, Surfer. Now, Feige, movement. do you remember him from anything? Like, where did this guy come from? Is he a Disney know. guy? I, I, yeah, he just kind of came out of nowhere because remember, it was Avi Arad. Arad yes, that's right. But. What his thing, his deal was more with the Sony, I think. Oh, really? Cause he, yeah, because Avi Arendt is definitely on the, the first three Spider-Mans. He had something to do with that. Gotcha. And maybe the other Fox properties. Hmm. Maybe the X-Men, too. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I just came out of nowhere. I think he's from New Jersey, too, they said. Oh, there you go. That's why. You I know what's funny? I, I kept thinking when I heard that, I'm like, I wonder if I ever hung out with this guy. Because we're all about the same age. Wow. And he's from, I don't know where New Jersey's from, but I'm like, I wonder if I ever saw this guy in the comic store or something, or right, you know, I thumb my nose down him because he was too much of a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, talk about a, just his name alone, Kevin Feige. I mean, what he's accomplished with Marvel and you know for DC and stuff, it's absolutely amazing. His vision was so clear cut, and it succeeded. I mean, that's just amazing what he did. Yeah, dude, he was born and raised right by where we went to college. Come on, really? Yeah, Westfield. Well, then maybe we did. <laughs> maybe we did bump into oh, we, him. Yeah, and he's a year younger than me. Wow. No. Not even, not even a full year. He's having a full year younger than me. Holy crap! Wow. We could have run into him in uh, Clockwork. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so. Our old comic store, right? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, he was Richard Donner made Feige an associate producer. On the first X-Men film. Oh, okay. Yep. He impressed Abby Arad, or whatever you say, and he was hired to work as the second in command at Marvel Studios the same year. Feige hmm. was the president of production of Marvel Studios in March of 2007. Wow. How crazy is that? Yeah, but it's funny, before 2000s, like, never heard of the guy. He was probably getting coffee for somebody. <laughs> yeah. You know, with, with his success, you have to really think that, talk about being patient, to build something over for over a decade. To be patient about it and, you know, taking one step at a time and really pacing himself, uh, putting the movies out. It's it's incredible. Yeah, the guy's the guy's a, a, I'm not sure exactly what the job of a producer is, but he's a genius at doing it. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. All right, Ali. You know what time it is? It's time to hit, hit it. it. Oh, Woo. damn it. Come on. Try again. <laughs> hey, you know what time it is? It's time to hit it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's time for quick, quick hits. Well, our first quick hit is the death of Stan Lee. They are finally having a memorial for him down in Hollywood on January 30th. Kevin Smith hosting it and a bunch of other big names. I think Mark Hamill is going to be there and Vincent D'Onofrio. And so they're going to have a little memorial for, memorial for him and something with IMAX and 
have some movie tribute for him and stuff like that. So right now, you can go online, get tickets for it. It's, it's limited, but it's it's going to happen down in uh, Southern California. Yeah, I saw that uh, this morning. I think that's pretty cool that, that Hollywood's doing something for Stan the Man. And apparently there's supposed to be like other famous people involved too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith, what a guy. I mean, and he's also working with POW Entertainment with this too. So at least they're going to do a little something for Stan. Yeah, I mean, the man deserves it. Didn't he? I think he, he he got a star fairly recently, Stan, I think, right? Oh, did he? I think he did, his star in the Walk of Fame. Oh, cool. But yeah, but it's it's like a nice send-off for him. And again, I believe uh, Endgame is his last appearance in a movie. For Enter Into the Spider-Verse, did he do a little, you know, in memory of Stan Lee or something? Uh, I think, yeah, I, let me see, do I remember... I think they did, and he he has a non-speaking like, you know, he's drawn into the movie. Oh, okay. Role. And actually, I just read something today that the other all, of all, all the artists that worked on well, the producer said that all the artists wanted to kind of draw Stanley, so he's in there more than one. But they're like main one where you really see him. Okay. And then um, apparently he's in a lot of crowd shots. Okay. Like different animators. So pretty, cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Speaking of the Avengers Endgame, it was, I think Kevin Feige said, or someone said it, that the when the next trailer comes out, or any of the trailers that we'll see between now and April 26th, will not have any footage of the movie past the first 30 minutes. That's genius. That's very genius. How many movies have been spoiled just because of the trailer alone? Um, let me see, one, two, three, all of them. <laughs> you know, if for Phantom Menace, if we never saw the double lightsaber thing, I, I think I would have lost my mind in the movie theater. Like, it, it would have redeemed everything I, I saw in that movie. That was so funny that you said that, because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, because <laughs> you knew it was coming. That cause, and, and that's the thing. It's like, right, it's a little tangent on Phantom Menace right there. If you watch the movie, which we have a lot... Lucas sets it up so it looks like he only's got one. He only because he only has one blade. He only uses one blade up to that point. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he fights. Remember he fights Qui Gon in the desert. He only uses one blade. That's right. Yeah, and then when all of a sudden he's out there, and the two, and the, and the two, you're like, oh, two on one. They bust out the other blade. You'd be like, dude, dude. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> it's about to go down now. <laughs> yeah. God, talk about great trailers. Remember how great that trailer was. Oh, all of them were just. Oh man. I mean, they were so good. I, I think it really, you know, really increased our expectations. Well, that, I mean, that's, a, that's what I mean, this is what I think people are going to look back on these 10 years of Marvel and say it became a, a true cultural phenomenon that Endgame is going to release a trailer that's obviously going to give away nothing and probably not even the plot. Yeah. And we'll still like make people excited to see the movie. It will get like. The, the most downloads it'll hit all these landmarks and it won't tell you anything right and it's going to be fan especially in this age where again trailers are telling you everything that happens yeah. which is ridiculous i guess marvel has the luxury of knowing that okay this is going to be a hit we don't have to show more than we need to to get you into the theater yeah that's true they are in a different kind of position with yeah. that yeah so but still that's that's a, a, the thing is the trailers will probably be cool too. <laughs> so that means the first thirty minutes, and it's rumored the movie's rumored to be uh, three hours long. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Absolutely, that's cool. Yeah. All, right. All right, quick it, quick it. 
DC Comics is joining Comixology Unlimited subscription. What does that mean? It means to say that if you pay a flat fee of six bucks, you have access to all of DC comic books and even new releases. So on Comixology, if you ever use their app, they they are a comp- I think they're also associated with Amazon.com. I think, but basically, when a when a book comes out on Wednesday. You can download the book right on your device or any of your, you know, any of your tablets and stuff the same day the book is released. And with this flat fee, you can have access to new books as well as all the old books that they have already. Now, Marvel started this, oh, I think about two years ago uh, with this unlimited stuff. And now DC's finally joining them with their uh, subscription-based comic books. So for six bucks a month, and if you're a big DC fan... That's a pretty good deal, considering how much a book costs today. Like one is one book is what, three bucks, like four bucks, four bucks. Yeah. So if you're collecting, wow. so for seventy-two dollars a year, you can read every comic book they release. Marvel, no. DC, uh, DC only. Oh, you need separate subscriptions. Yes, DC has their own thing. Marvel has their own thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah but Marvel with your is. Disney, um, no, I'm sorry, your Warner. What is it? Your thing's called DC's. Something. Universe Online. You have access to the comic books, right? Yeah, not the new ones, though. And not... I mean, I think the plan is to roll out the entire library. Okay. But they haven't done that yet. They have a decent amount, but I don't really... I, I'll be honest, I haven't explored the feature much because I don't read comic books. You're right. My, anything, so. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. So if you if you collect at least more than two, yeah. <laughs> it's basically covering your cost. But that's why I want them DC Online. Maybe bump up the price per month a little bit. But release the new releases on Wednesday. They'd get, I think they'd get hundreds and uh, thousands of subscribers if they did that. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because you would think that that would shoot them in the foot, like with Marvel doing it, but it hasn't. Because Marvel did this thing a while back where if you bought the hard copy of a comic book, they also gave gave you the digital code to download it as well. So it, it kind of like inspired you to just still buy the hard copy, which is what I would do. I would buy the book, get the code, bag my book, read it on my tablet. Yeah, well, the thing is, when it comes to comics, if you're, you know, no one says, oh, I'm a comic reader. They say, no, I'm a comic collector. So the hard copy is still wanted, you know? Yes. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, so I don't, I mean, for me, I I think I stopped right before the digital download stuff, but mm-hmm. I personally like having the book in my hand. Although I have been reading some stuff online recently. Oh, that's cool. But, yeah, but I'm also okay not collecting anymore. <laughs> Game of Thrones season eight, Alan. Yeah, super excited about it. There's going to be only six episodes. It's the final season. There's only six episodes. Only six. Only six. But the produ- one of the producers or the head of the HR, I think it was, said that they're they each play. He's seen them all without the special effects in them yet. Mm-hmm. He says they're fantastic. But he says, but each one plays like a major motion picture. Oh, dude. Um, of the, all six episodes are at least an hour and a half long. Wow. Yeah. Well, are, are they typically an hour, though, aren't they? Uh, they, they between, uh, you know, they can range from like 55 to an hour 10, depending on the story. Okay. Yeah. So you're excited? But yeah, I'm very excited. Uh, and it's the final season, and I've been on the ride since the beginning, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. Cool. Yeah. And when does, it, when does it come out now? Do you know? April. April. I don't think they gave the date yet. Right on. April's going to be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so awesome. We got Game of Thrones. We got Endgame. 
I got, I'm going to a comic convention. It's going to be awesome. Huge. Oh, yeah, Easter. Yeah. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Quick it. Let's see. Marvel movies. You know they've made buco bucks. Just there, this year alone, they've made, what a report, like $4 billion or something like that. Between Marvel? Black, yeah, between Infinity War, Black Panther, and Ant-Man and Wasp. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So guess what? Call of Duty, the video game, of course, they, which is, I believe, owned by Activision, they have, they claim that their franchise is actually making more money than Marvel alone. I thought that was pretty interesting. To see Wait, all like of a, Activision or just Call of Duty? Just the Call of Duty franchise. So not one particular game, but their Call of Duty franchise. So when they release, because they've been releasing games, I think, at least once per year. You know, they have Call of Duty, they have the Black Ops also. And this year they, they did, um, I think it was the first time they did without a story mode, was just it's plain multiplayer. And that is going bonkers. They had a huge month in November uh, selling the game, and it is still running strong. I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, I know there's a lot of Call of Duty fans out there. I just didn't think it was, I didn't think it was that much. Now, is this, because um, didn't World War II come out last year? beginning of last year or was it the end of 16 or 17 because i remember i was going to get a a system so i could play that oh yeah and star wars battlefield yeah you know that one i don't think that one was as popular no but people bought it yeah Yeah. the funny thing is i do you remember call of duty back in the day on playstation 2 i think yeah or playstation 1 when it was just like a game it was just like a regular game Mm -hmm. it's awesome yeah Wow, so they're saying they make more than Marvel. Or yeah. last year they made more than Marvel. Yeah. Well, the, what's interesting about the article is they won't give me a number. I wanted to see like a, a physical number of what they mean about they're, they're making more money, but doesn't they don't want to say. Oh, well, if they don't have to give numbers, then, you know, I made more than Marvel last year. <laughs> that's, why we, that's why we podcast. Just believe it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you don't need to see the numbers. <laughs> All right. It'll just confuse you. <laughs> Okay. Quick hit. Quick hit. Disney Plus, Alan. We mm. haven't talked about that at all in the past minute. <laughs> um, Disney Plus has made two separate announcements. One being uh, they will not be releasing any Star Wars movies. Like, they won't be making any Star Wars movies specifically to be released on Disney Plus. I believe it's Bob Iger, the chairman of Disney, said, look, we spent a lot of money on these Star Wars movies, and we're not just going to drop them on a... Um, uh, well, he didn't say it like that, but he said, we're not just going to, we're not going to spend all this money these movies just to drop them on a subscription service. That's right. He, he said Solo, hey, he said Solo made like 22 gazillion dollars or something. It's like, why, but, why not? But, but it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> why would he say that? He's wrong. Right. Um, yeah. So they're spending up to 200 million on movies. And he's like, we're not doing that just to drop on subscriptions. We're going to release them. That's what he says now. Wait till he gets the Ryan Johnson scripts and we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Also, Disney Plus officially announced that The Mandalorian and the next season of Clone Wars will be debuting in 2019. Did not get dates yet, but I think it's safe to say The Mandalorian is going to debut when the service debuts and maybe Clone Wars will come a little bit after. I'm down with this. You know, a bunch of my coworkers and I were talking about this and I, as far as I know so far, everyone I spoke to they're they're gonna be subscribing to this thing. How do you not? Well, yeah, I, I don't know how you don't. Honestly. Yeah, it's gonna be quality stuff. Hopefully. Yeah. All right. 
Quicken. All right. Some uh, bad news for the rival franchise of Star Wars, Star Trek. Are they rivals? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because uh, they, this Trekker, they're Trekkers that won't see Star Wars movies. <sighs> Star Trek Four is shelved. What? A lot of reasons. Yeah, a lot of reasons why. But I think the main reason is being blamed on the Chris's. Well, yeah, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth, who were uh, supposed to come back as Captain Kirk and his father, George Kirk. And, um, they're, you know, the script was supposed to be some kind of time travel adventure. But they didn't sign on for a new movie over, you know, they're arguing over money, how much they were going to get paid. And I guess because it was delayed for so long, the director left also to work on the Game of Thrones prequel series that HBO is going to be putting out. Hmm. So, yeah, they lost their director and two of their main stars. Wow. So is it is it are we thinking now that we're ready for another reboot? I think this particular version of Star Trek's done this crew. Sure. Um, How do you do without Chris Pine? You can't. You can't. I mean, you can, but why would you? (laughs) But they have Star Trek Discovery on CBS All Access, which is getting mixed reviews. And then they're bringing back. Captain Picard, he's going to get his own series again. And there's rumors about all these other series. So Star Trek in and of itself seems to be going strong. I mean, they have a lot of things in development. But I think as far as this particular crew is concerned, it's over Johnny. That's too bad. I I enjoyed them. They were were pretty good. I did. It was shocking how quickly they put three movies out, though. Yeah, right. I was just like, wow, they're up to Star Trek 3 already? Jonathan, have you heard of the movie called Venom? Yeah, it's still making. I think it's about to hit a billion dollars globally. <laughs> uh, as of right now, per this article, there are 855 million worldwide. That is huge. And so uh, they have officially announced a Venom sequel is in the works with um, what's his name? Kelly Marcel, I guess is the person's name is who wrote the original movie is coming back to rewrite the second movie with Tom Hardy and I guess uh oh, what's his name Woody Harrelson Carnage yeah Woody Harrelson coming as his Carnage so I, I, what well after making a billion dollars I hope they spend a little extra money on his wig <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was right, pretty here, bad look here's the thing I'm what? looking at Rotten Tomato the thing's got a 28% critic rating and 84% audience rating I and I rarely agree with the critics, but I don't know. I don't know what those eighty-four percent watch. Anyway, go ahead. I, I gotta stop crapping on this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. I, I don't. I really don't get it. I, again, you and I said it was good. Is yeah. it eight hundred fifty-five million good? Um, go figure. And it, this is definitely going to keep Spider-Man characters out of the Marvel universe. Okay, what are you implying? We need to stop watching Venom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right it's not gonna yeah, happen because all right yeah you're right it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen so with venom I, it's it's done sony will not give up spider-man there's no way there's no way way too successful i don't know what you do <laughs> you got venom i mean even okay let me silver... ask you this let's say sony does hold on spider-man Do, we, are you okay with at least them renting spider-man out to marvel though does that is that okay for, for you 
I mean, it's fine for now, but how long, what I'm saying is how long are they going to do that with the success of Venom? When that deal with Marvel ends, why would they not just start making their own Spider-Man movies? Yeah, that's true. Like, they have nothing gained by splitting with Marvel again. Right. Except, you know, so. Yeah, you're right. Because, look, Ven- let's say Venom 2 does awesome. The rights, you know, whatever, the deal with Marvel ends, they get Spider-Man back. You know 3 is going to be Venom versus Spider-Man. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I'll, shoot, even I'll stop my Venom boycott to go see that. <laughs> Yeah, or if he's part of the Sinister Six, that'd be pretty neat too. Yes, but they, but they don't paint they don't paint this Venom as a, a Venom versus Spider Man kind of character though. Or a bad guy, yeah. Yeah, he's more like the antihero. So I don't know what they're gonna do with this guy. I don't know either. Okay. Make make another billion, I guess. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. All right. Okay. Okay. Speaking of Venom, Margot Robbie has been cast in the Barbie movie. That's nothing to do with Venom, I just said. Yeah, <laughs> I'm confused on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Margot Robbie has been cast in the Barbie movie, and I'd say good job casting agents. Because <laughs> right. at one point, they were making this movie with Amy Schumer. Oh, you got to be kidding me. And I don't know if she's going to play Barbie or she was just like Barbie. You know, it's called Barbie, but maybe she's like the secondary character. Okay. And Amy Schumer was the every woman or whatever. But yeah, that fell through. She got the boot and they announced that Margot Robbie will be playing Barbie. Well, there you go. That makes sense. Oh, yes. I will see Margot Robbie watch paint dry. <laughs> okay. Beautiful one. That's what I'm saying, Alan. Good. Quick it, quick it. Alan, you're, you've been to Disneyland a lot more recently than I have. You got some news about them? I do. Uh, no, you don't. I do. <laughs> <laughs> just paying attention. <laughs> Come on, I'm playing Clash Royale right now. Are you really? No, 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 no I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I could be watching a movie now. Uh, <laughs> Disneyland, Alan, is raising their prices by 23% in the. Mother. Coincidentally, right before <laughs> Star Wars Galaxies is supposed to open up. <laughs> what a coincidence. Yeah, what a coincidence. <laughs> this comes after a price hike last year because I remember we talked about it on the Week in Geek yeah. early last year. Disneyland and Disney World raised their prices. Now it's only the article I read said Disneyland particular uh, particularly raised its twenty percent, but you know Disney World can't be far behind. Oh sure, yeah. Well, something has to pay for what they're doing over there in the parks. Yeah. So I, like I said, I haven't been there since 1983 so what would an average price of currently a, i think one one day ticket one day i think it's a hundred something for one day and that's going up by 23 percent. yeah and that's not that's just one day possibly one park i don't know if that includes um park hopping which is disneyland and california adventure because they'll right. make you pay twice you know double for that it's not like one ticket thing now let me ask you this: If you buy like a three-day pass or whatever, is that just just the price three times, or do you get a little deal on that? You'll get a deal, and typically, if you do three-day pass, you'll have access to both parks. Ooh, ooh! We're we're talking that the prices might go go up to like one fifty a day, maybe a little less. Good lord! Yeah, possible. All right. Again, as being someone that's been to Disneyland recently, more recently than I have, uh, how many days do you think you need to do both parks? Oh, geez. But the thing is that it's like if you're asking right now versus when they have the Star Wars stuff, 
that Star Wars stuff is going to be insane. I mean, I'm just talking foot traffic alone because if you go to Disneyland on a weekend and on a, you know, like a peak day, for example, it is so crowded. So that to, so that is what's going to dictate how much you can do in a park. Okay. So if you go on an off day, you can really see a whole lot. You can really do everything in a day as long as you start really early and you expect to be there the whole day. Yeah. Like, do you get those wristband thingies? Or is that just Disney World, maybe? What is that? They're, I don't know. Like you pre, everybody's putting them on Facebook all the time. Like we got our wristbands, and they're all different colors. And oh, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Oh, it must be a Disney World thing. Hmm. What about Fast Pass? Do they have that over there? Yeah, they have Fast Pass. Oh, the wristbands. Does that really I, work, Fast Pass? Yeah, it does. What's well, nice because it, it's it's controlled lining up. So, for example, if you want to see Star Tours, you go to Fast Pass and say, "Come back at two o'clock." You come back two o'clock. You don't wait on the on the big line, which could be forty plus minutes. But then why doesn't everybody just fast pass it? That's what I don't get. Because you have to go at a specific time to go. No, I mean, why would I walk online to get on Star Tours instead of just saying, "Oh, I'll go, I'll, I'll because go fast." Because they don't know any better. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you can't because oh, you also also can't do so many fast passes at once. So let's say you did Star Tours, you want to do Indiana Jones, you can't. I think do more than one at the same time or something like that. Like you can't map out like four major rides at once. I think they limit as to how many you can do. Oh, I see. Yeah. And gotcha. So you got to pick what is the one you really want to do. That's t- I-, I think the cars ride was super popular when it opened up. Right. And you know, and they redid Star Tours too, where every time you go, it's, it's going to be a different experience. Really? Yeah. It's pretty sick. It's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> Disney don't have enough money, they made four billion in the Marvel movies alone. <sighs> Son of a gun! Yeah, you go, you're gonna go too, so <laughs> it works. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, you're going. Stupid Star Wars. You're going. The funny thing is, no one even took me to see Star Wars when I was a kid. Why am I like this? Yeah, why are you like this? I don't know. It's fun. Come on. Mm. It's fun. Anyway, <laughs> quick it, quick it. <laughs> Matt Reeves, the director of. The next iteration of Batman called The Batman is starting shooting in November. No casting yet, but we should be expecting to hear pretty soon <laughs> about the cast uh, so they can, uh, you know, start filming in November. <laughs> That's going to be awkward. We don't have a Batman yet. Yeah, or <laughs> what, if they shock, what if they shock everybody and be like, oh, well, it's, Bat- it's Ben Affleck. Why are you guys expecting a new person? We're like, what? Would you want Ben Affleck back? I don't care at this point. I'm so sick of them in their carousel <laughs> of Batmans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a side quick hit. I also read that the Joker movie will have a very heavy commentary on the Trump presidency. Oh, wonderful. So that's written into the movie. Because, yeah, I go to movies to hear about politics. <laughs> God, it's like it's like my comic books. That's the same as I read comic books. <laughs> I don't go to movies and, and read comic books to escape everyday life. I go to be reminded of how awful it is out here. Oh, boy. All right. Soapbox, I'm getting off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You looking forward to the Batman? Um... You want a young Batman or a seasoned Batman? So what I what I what I think I know about this, I think Matt, this guy is trying to do like a younger version of Batman, I guess. Right. So I, I'm not too sure. See, with the Christian Bale stuff, I mean, that, those are fantastic. And then you have the Ben Affleck, which which time jumps. Batman's an older guy, 
So is this the Batman that kind of sits in between those versions? You know, I, I oh, know. so like not just starting out, but not as old as Ben Affleck. Yeah, like so. Are the is this the Batman that's going to sit with Momoa and Gal Gadot? I mean, is that the Batman that we're getting? Exactly, Levy. Yeah, right. Is that the is that the time piece that we're looking at right now? Which is I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I, I would venture to guess that the Batman will have nothing to do with that. Shared because right now the only shared universe people are Aquaman and Wonder Woman because they had they were in the same movie together. Right. We don't we don't know that although it's probably heavily rumored that Shazam is going to take place in the same universe, but we don't know if it will. We're pretty sure the Joker one isn't. Uh, right. We don't, yeah, we don't even know what the Suicide Squad is because the first one was set in that universe, but who knows where the second one will be set? I mean, you know, James Gunn's doing it. Yeah, that's so weird. This whole Joker thing when you think about it. They're having two Jokers in the movie, you know, kind of like within the next, you know, within the next, what, three or four years or so. Right. And they're, 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 these two Jokers are going exist, to exist at the same time. Yeah, the movie, it's, yeah, yeah, I'm curious to see. I, I think this is a huge risk. I think the Joker is a huge risk. Hmm. Uh, with Joaquin Phoenix and, and keeping it separate from everything else. Yeah. And it's a Joker movie without Batman. Like, hey, Venom. Right. Okay. All right. Vincent D'Onofrio. I like him. Formerly Kingpin from the Netflix series Daredevil, has started. Well, I don't think he started it, but he's pushing forward an online petition to bring Daredevil back to the airwaves. Um, after he posted on one of his social media accounts, it immediately jumped up ten thousand signatures. Really. Yes. So this, this in, is kind of pointless, though, isn't it? I mean, it wasn't like they canceled the series because of bad numbers. Wasn't it a business thing between them and Disney? Yeah, I, I just think in the postchange.org world, petitions kind of lost their meaning. Hmm. Doesn't matter how many students you get anymore, people don't usually follow through with them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, this is, I mean, I don't know what he's doing, or maybe he's just saying, Maybe it's a symbolic gesture, but I don't think can imagine he really thinks that it, it would do any good. Well, we'll both agree his character, how he played Kingpin, is probably one of the highlights of Daredevil. Oh my God, yeah! And when he's on screen, that that he he he's captivating. And when they when they bring Daredevil eventually back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. I have no problem if, if everybody else changes, but they keep him. And I liked all the other actors, but yeah, he's oh, he's a legit fine. bad guy. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. He was so good this third season. It's crazy. Oh, absolutely. He's probably going to be in The Punisher 2 now, maybe. Punisher, which is coming out this month. I don't think so. I've, I've heard nothing about that. Have you heard something? No. All right. Quick it, James Wan explained what many people are calling a plot hole in his Aquaman movie. And we actually talked about this too. In the Justice League, Aquaman goes to get. Well, he gets his suit, his armor, and he gets uh, trident. No, I'm sorry. And he he goes to protect the mother box, right? Because remember, there's a mother box hidden in Atlantis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's this whole underwater fight with him, Mara, and uh, Steppenwolf. And everybody was like, oh, James Wan, you screwed up. Because in the movie Aquaman, it's written as this, this it's his first time going to Atlantis. Uh, and they're like, oh, you screwed up because it's just Lee who went to Atlantis. Well, James was like, uh-uh. I spoke with Zack Snyder. 
And he told me that that was not Atlantis. That was an outpost where they were hiding the um, mother box. Okay. So, you know, plot hole fix. Makes sense, but doesn't make sense. Not really. It's, I mean, the mother box. I mean, look what look what um, the Amazons did. They put into this big old thing. They want to protect it. And, oh, yeah, let's hide the mother box in an outpost. That will really hide things. Well, look what the humans did. They dug a hole and <laughs> threw it in there. Stupid they literally humans. dug a hole in the forest <laughs> and right. threw it in there. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. Let's just dig a hole. And the human one was the last one for them to find, I think. For yeah. him to get. <laughs> Freaking All right, we got this thing of immense power. Where are we going to put it? Why don't we go about 50 yards past my backyard? I got a wooded area there. Right. Grab a couple of shovels. We go about five, six feet deep. Yeah. Just cover it up. Just cover it up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Never find. Are you sure? Yeah, the Atlanteans and the... The Amazon, even if they get our box, you know, they'll never get those other two boxes. That's right. Be, who wants this responsibility? <laughs> Stupid humans. Stupid humans. <laughs> All right. And finally, Alan. Yeah. There's a rumor that DC Animated is preparing to make two films based on the Batman, the Long Halloween story, written by Jeff Loeb with art by Tim Sale. Really, I don't know if you ever read it, but it's a really great storyline. Uh, it has a lot of his major villains already. I think it takes place early in his career. And it's just a really good story. Cool. Really well yeah. So if they do them right, they should be uh, pretty good. Excellent. So I hope they do it. What was that run with... Remember Jim Lee came back to do Batman? Hush. Hush. Yeah, they're supposed to be making a Hush movie too. Oh. I think that might be this year. Oh, Okay. Yeah, Batman Hush. That was a really good. Yeah. Uh, Jim Lee, and he wrote it? No, he drew it. He drew it. Who wrote it? I don't know. I don't think I read it. I just looked. I just looked at Jim Lee art. Jim Lee is just fantastic. Yeah. It's it's so weird that he was grouped in with like people like Liefeld and some of those other whack jobs. <laughs> yeah, Jim Lee's art was just on another level. I mean, it's so kinetic. I think oh, my, yeah. my favorite stuff was when he did those X-Men collectible cards. Yeah, you, you loved those cards. Oh, my God. So good. It's good oh, you know, you know what? Uh, Jeff Loeb wrote Batman Hush. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. And it was drawn by Jim Lee. Yep. Yeah, Jim Lee's just a talent. He's just a talent. Oh, that's another thing. On Instagram, James Wan. Jim Lee sent James Wan to an Aquaman and a Mara statue and a nice note of congratulations. And James Wan was like, oh, my God, I looked up to you growing up. Just wrote this really nice thing about Jim Lee. And and I'm like, Gee, I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, James Wan looked up to Jim Lee growing up. And I'm like, I realized, I'm like, oh my god, like Jim Lee's a little older than me, but I'm like, oh, they were. Old. Oh, dude, have, <laughs> he's up there, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's an older guy for sure. Yeah, and we're not any any younger either. So yeah, I keep forgetting. I feel young though. Good. That's what's yeah. important. Not physically. My body's breaking down. Well, my, my maturity is still really low, so I refuse to mature. <laughs> refuse. Excellent. So, yeah. Uh, Jim Lee is 54. Oh. Okay. That's a bit. Good for him. All right, Alan. Thus ends Crickets, and thus ends another episode of The Week in Geek. This is Alan signing off. And this is Jonathan saying, you stay classy wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs>